Well, British paratroopers are rolling through Afghanistan rescuing British citizens. The UK is all over it. <clears throat> they have uh, they have the heavies, the snake eaters going through towns and getting people out, getting British citizens out of Afghanistan. We have career diplomats in military uniform and in suits telling our reporters that essentially we've lost aircraft, we've lost assets, and we don't have a timeline on when we'll get everyone out. And there's a timeline whether they like it or not, because how long do we think the Taliban is going to sit outside of the airport in Kabul and watch U.S. troops aid in the evacuation of not only U.S. citizens, but Afghani refugees. I mean, at some point as the world starts watching, as world leaders watch, all of these world leaders whom haven't received a phone call from the President of the United States. To date, it's 7.30 Pacific time, August 18th, 2021. And the President of the United States has not talked to any world leaders. He's also said he's tired. There are numerous sources within the White House staff that have said Biden's basically not sleeping well. He's tired, and that's why he's heading back to Delaware this week. He's gone. He gave his COVID booster shot press conference today. We'll talk a little bit about that. But while Afghanistan burns, while American citizens up to 40,000 are trapped, one was interviewed on Fox News today, While they're trapped, Joe Biden's put a lid on it, just like his campaign. I mean, we could have predicted this during his COVID campaign, where he was working about an hour a day and completely propped up by the media, who are now pretending to actually be journalists. It's fun to watch. It's funny, because we know it won't last. Don't think the press corps returned. Don't think they're going to be objective with Democrat presidents ever. This will not last. The usual suspects are already circling the wagons. But Biden put a lid on it today. Put a lid on it while Americans are in harm's way, while they're trapped at risk of being taken hostage. I don't think the general centralized Taliban will order any kind of hostage operation. But what's happening is in typical Taliban, Wahhabi Islam, savage caveman fashion is there is really no centralized control. There's decentralized control. Wherever you are in the region, Kandahar or Kabul or anywhere in the rural areas, you have different stories. You have people being beaten, home searches being conducted. They're looking for former military and anyone who's supported anything Western. American journalism, if they supported American military, they are the enemy. Of course, they're telling the press, those who are willing to believe them, and to include our own State Department, that this is a new Taliban. Like for the first time in thousands of years, this Taliban is going to respect women. And they're going to allow all of the infidels who helped Americans to be productive parts of this new government. Basically, they're asking government employees to come back and show themselves and work because they can't log into the computers. They don't have the passwords. Pretty sure if Abdul comes back to his posting to his job as a clerk at a military or government installation in Kabul or Kandahar, Abdul's going to get shot in the head as soon as he logs into his computer. Thank you, Abdul. I appreciate the password. Please step over here. And he's going to get two to the head. 
Maybe just one to save the ammunition. So I hope these people don't listen because our State Department is. Jen Psaki is, right? She talked about the Taliban uh, having to start cooperating and start behaving. Otherwise, they will not be able to join the international community. Well, the Taliban doesn't seem to be worried about joining the international community, whatever the fuck that is. But they are home searching. They are beating women. They've executed women. They just executed four Afghani police officers in a cricket stadium in Kandahar. That's classic vintage Taliban, right? Soccer stadiums and stonings and executions. They don't know any different. They bang their camels, they bang each other, and they stone people. Talk to anyone who's been over there and fought these nutcases. They're super repressed, they're psychotic, they're weird, and they're not going to change. And so we have our own State Department representatives out there talking about how they're (laughs) sharing strong messages, right? What are they going to do, threaten economic sanctions? These people, the, the Taliban has nothing without donations from other terror nations like Iran. They don't care what we think they never have. And so now we found a poor guy. You know, if you recall, two men clung to the landing gear of that C-17 two days ago. Two days is important. Remember that. We'll come back to that. Well, one fell. It's a horrible video. That's how bad that guy wanted to get out. The other guy apparently held on and his body was found after the plane landed wherever it landed in Qatar or if it went all the way somewhere in North America. He didn't make it. Might have been crushed, might have froze to death at altitude. Who knows? But George Stephanopoulos asked Joe Biden about that in an interview today. I don't think the full interview has been aired. Can't wait for that. It's going to be pathetic from just what clips I've seen. And in one of them, Stephanopoulos asked President Houseplant what he thinks about these images that we're seeing, these horrifying images. And George, who was a campaign and White House staffer for the Clinton administration, not that he's biased, but George asked the question about that particular image of the men, the one man falling from the plane in Joe Biden's first dementia-infused, angry, cranky, asshole response was, that was four or five days ago. First, you idiot, it was two. But what do you mean by that? That we should just forget that we saw a dude fall from 2,000 feet trying to flee the mess that you created? This guy's a gem. I mean, he's a real prick. I mean, if he doesn't have dementia, what's his excuse? But I think he does. He reacts in such a visceral way quickly to being questioned about anything. From what I've read, I'm not a doctor. Neither is Joe Biden's wife, by the way. I'm probably more of a doctor than she is from a medical standpoint. I don't know what she's got her doctorate in history or something. Remember that shit? Nobody calls her Dr. Jill anymore. That was just the pink hat wearing bitches freaking out and soapboxing and flexing and virtual signaling for about two or three days. And God forbid if you mention that people often don't respond to Ben Carson as Dr. Ben Carson. And he's a goddamn neurosurgeon. So fuck you, Dr. Jill. Your husband has dementia. Just go to go to Google. Look it up. WebMD it. But Biden's Biden's on a roll. 
And I don't think anything's going to get better anytime soon in Afghanistan. I don't know what the Taliban's going to do, but no one's going to stop them. Our troops are there to just try to get people out, and they're not leaving the airport. And so, as I mentioned before, they interviewed an Afghani or a U.S. citizen in Afghanistan who's there with his family. I don't know why the hell he's there. Maybe he has a, a you know a contract job, probably pays well, brought his family, and he got an email from the embassy in Kabul, and and they said, please click on this link, fill out the form, and then head to the airport. Like, not holy shit, get out, get here now. Like, hey, when you get a chance fill out the required government forms so that we can adhere to the red tape because we're fucking idiots and make your way to the airport. Like, you know, getting an Uber or something. Yeah. The dude said, I went that way and there are thousands around the airport. I can't even get to the one gate that's open on the East side and people are being beaten with chains. I mean, there, there's no, there's no way to get there and there's no way to get these people out. Now the British are sending people in, there are people letting people letting them know, hey, here are my coordinates, longitude and latitude. And the SAS is rolling in. I mean, God save the queen. They're actually trying to take care of their people. What are we doing? We still can land at the airport, so we put our troops there. And we're just telling people, hey, get here. Like on a skateboard or some shit. That's what the United States is now. So we have lost a war in front of the world, in front of China who's now feeling emboldened to threaten Taiwan and our allies. Russia's laughing. Putin's laughing. Pakistan's laughing. Turkey is going to try to talk about going into the region to stabilize it. That's going to be the big thing in the Middle East now that there's an Islamic caliphate, the worst kind. And Joe Biden's not working. Kamala Harris is going to Vietnam and Singapore. I mean, that's how horrified she is to be anywhere near this. Because she doesn't give a shit about anything but her political career, which should be done. I mean, she might wear fabulous shoes, and she's pretty sassy, so that might save her with half the women you know. Sorry, ladies, but the American soccer mom votes like a fucking moron. They really do. I mean, the women that support Kamala Harris do reference her outfits more than anything. You got to work on that crowd. Or we just abandon them, label them for what they are, like we do many men and women in other categories, and we move on, which is probably all we can do. These are the same people that are telling us we need to double mask after being vaccinated. They're just cowards. They're frightened, and they only have the capacity to focus on things such as outfits and shoes and hair, and that's what drives them. And I have to admit, there are guys, I mean, you know, There are some female politicians that I would take a second look at because they're attractive. Would I vote for them for that reason? No. Got close to supporting Sarah Palin for that reason, I'll admit. But I was a younger man, and I hope I've grown since. But um, yeah, Kamala can't, can't rely on O Magazine to bail her out of this one. So she's going to Vietnam and Singapore. A little ironic she's going to Vietnam. Um, But... I mean, that's a leader. That's who's the VP. That's who's one case of angina from being president. I mean, looking at Joe, who's saying he's tired. I mean, looks exhausted, bent over, and unbalanced getting off Marine One at the White House last night. I mean, he looks like uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Just frail. Always has, but this is too much for him. 
they can't hide him. They can't cover for him. And now, now he's got to do some shit. And so Kamala's not there to help him. There's a picture today. I tweeted it out in response to some real bright ones on Twitter today. And I zoomed in on Kamala in some staff meeting. Everyone's got their mask on except for Joe. And she's got her head in her hands with her middle finger actually up against her face, angled right at Grandpa Joe. But the look on her face is just one of total despair. And it's not for the Afghan people. It's for her political career. I think she might be done. Um, Now in Afghanistan, though, it's I mean, there's some positive things. And it's a long shot, but wouldn't it be great if somehow the Afghan people who were victim blamed by our president, basically saying it's their fault, they're weak, they didn't fight. Believe me, a lot of Afghanis have fought and died for their freedom against the Taliban. But that's not what our president believes. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if there was some kind of uprising? I mean, today there was an actual women's march. This didn't involve pink hats, police protection, or a crap ton of litter like the slobs who marched on Washington a few years ago with their uh, uterus hats. This was actual women standing in front of the Taliban and demonstrating for women's rights in Afghanistan. That is peak courage, right? That's the real deal. That's Selma, right? Knowing you're crossing the bridge and you're getting into a fight, you're going to be beaten or worse. That's what these women are doing. And there aren't a lot of cameras around. They're not doing it for the reasons that Ilhan Omar does it. They're doing it for the real deal. They are willing to risk their lives for something greater than themselves. That's a real protest. I mean, they're, 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 it's like Tiananmen Square, Beijing. Was it 92? The guy standing in front of the tank. It's that level. I hope you can find the pictures. And there was a demonstration in Kandahar, I, was, I believe. Saw a big crowd of people with the Afghanistan flag, multiple flags, waving them protesting and demonstrating in favor of Afghanistan, not the Islamic emirate of Afghanistan, as now the leader of the Taliban has coined it and deemed it. He's like a dictator. There's no vote. There's no parliament. It's just the top dog at the tribe saying what it is, and that's what it is. And now you've got people actually trying to show out for Afghanistan. Two of them were shot and killed, right? I mean, the Taliban would just mow them all down if this was 20 years ago and there weren't cell phones with cameras and footage. They're not completely stupid. They know if they go way over the line in the open that the world community might decide to come in and bomb the hell out of them. And I believe there are many neocons and neocon Republicans and Democrats, old school and new school, who would love for this to get to a point where we have to go back to war in Afghanistan, send troops, send bombs, send planes to rescue the people in the name of freedom. That's big time military industrial complex stuff right there, folks. And don't kid yourself. I mean, there have been a couple reporters. um, I'm drawing a blank on the one. I'll look her up real quick. But this gal is a fantastic journalist. She's an actual journalist. Her name's Laura. I'm drawing a blank on her name. But she is Laura Logan. Laura Logan, who had been, has been sexually assaulted by Islamo-fascists while she was in the Middle East covering a demonstration. Okay, she was raped. Gang raped. 
Okay, she's dealing with real post-traumatic stress disorder. She is a true survivor. Okay, and verified. I mean, this gal is something. And she believes that whoever is pulling the strings, whoever's running the show meant for this to happen. Think about it. I mean, it's not, she's not a conspiracy theorist. And she knows what happens behind the scenes. And she thinks, she doesn't think it's Biden. But whoever has done this, in the United States government could end it. But that they have some reason that this happened and it wasn't an accident. This nonsense of, you know, General Milley and, and the Secretary of Defense and these clowns, and including Biden, saying they were astonished and surprised. Listen, they're not surprised. If they were, the people pulling the strings kept information from them. And I'm not talking about some New World Order you know, secret deal. There are people on Biden's staff who are running the show. It certainly isn't Joe Biden. It certainly isn't sassy pants. And so on the intel side, on the State Department side, and maybe even on the military side, the boots on the ground, whoever orchestrated this did it for a reason. What is that reason? Could be things get so out of control, so unstable that we have to stabilize it. Boom. All the defense contractors get a massive payday. The orders are coming in. Because we know we can write an open check from the Department of Defense buying whatever guns, bullets, and planes we need to make it rain and turn sand into glass in Afghanistan once again and go right back to where we started. Don't think for a minute that there aren't thousands of diplomats around the world with deep pockets full of defense contractor lobby money who would love these people would love another big-time U.S.-involved military engagement war in the Middle East. Why not recycle one in Afghanistan? God, I hope that's not going to happen. But think about it. We're two years away, not even two years. We're a year and change away from midterms. What did Bill Clinton do to get the story, to change the story from the Lewinsky debacle? He bombed a pill factory. And where was it? Afghanistan. History always repeats itself. These people are the same, but worse. And I'm talking about the left. They hate the military. Anytime they say they would support the troops, they're lying. But the military is a fantastic place for social experiments like transgenderism, critical race theory, and all that nonsense. But it's also a very useful tool of idiots, in their opinion. And so they will Deploy. They'll go to action. If they think they can get away with it politically, we will have another war in Afghanistan to stabilize the problem that these puppet string players have orchestrated. It could be it could be a real possibility. And Laura Logan, it makes me nervous. She knows her stuff. She knows what she's talking about. And the fact that she believes it, it's not even a theory to her. She says, without a doubt, someone's making this happen. So... Afghanistan's a disaster. We've talked about it for now three days. Um, what What's happening here, right? Remember, Kamala Harris is was put in charge of the border by Joe Biden. She's going to Vietnam. She's going to Singapore for just diplomatic glad-handing. And I, you know, Vietnam and Singapore are two countries that are going to do what they're told when a powerful leader from the United States is visiting. So neither one of their presidents is going to ask about Afghanistan. They're going to be told ahead of time 
that you are not allowed to make this sassy, strong, independent, fantastic woman uncomfortable. Remember, Kamala is very much like Hillary Clinton that way. You can see it in her face when someone does something that she doesn't like or know about in advance, right? It's queen level stuff, right? This is queen bee behavior. And, you know, it's different than Joe Biden who wants to be an untouched, you know, kissed hand monarch, right? Where he flies off the handle because he has cognitive issues. Kamala seethes when people question her, especially when she's being filmed live. That's a no-no. So she's going to go have a vacation while her boss is on vacation and they leave these basic punk bitch staffers and Millie, the Joint Chiefs chairman, who has no power. You know, remember the Joint Chiefs, I don't know if we talked about this, those are advisors to the president and his staff. Though All of those generals from each branch of service, the Marine, the Navy, Millie's their boss. They're just advisors. They're not in the command structure. That was changed over 20 years ago because of a bunch of debacles um, that killed soldiers because of the bureaucracy of trying to go through the Joint Chiefs to get anything done. Um, Millie's just a political hack. That's what the Joint Chiefs have become. They're just politicians. And more so now you have a Secretary of Defense and a staff, a National Security Advisor of academic um, Rhodes Scholar types who have no operational experience. They're just policy guys. These are people that were White House staffers as their first job. They went from school to get some kind of graduate degree, some kind of policy degree, and then they go work for politicians. They, they live in a world that we don't know and don't want to know. It's gross. Okay, it's, again, it's the polo-wearing, deck shoe floppy hair crowd. I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. You know, like the mint juleps and all that shit. I'm not judging you. I'm just judging the people that hang out with you because you know these guys and these gals, right? I mean, they're they the ones who dress up to costume levels but pretend it's serious when they're at the Kentucky Derby or at a yacht race. I mean, I hope those, you know, if I had my small but growing audience in front of me and I asked, raise your hand if you've been to a yacht race or whatever they are, a regala, I hope only a few hands come up. I want a few because we need to make fun of people and there are things you can certainly make fun of on me, but one of them will not be my regular attendance and uniformed attire at a regala. That ain't going to happen. Not yet. Somebody fire me if it does. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> what? Who's, who's leading? No, nobody. I mean, where's Biden is still trending. And so he's done two speeches without questions since this disaster came to a head two days ago, but really it was for five days he was absent as the house started burning. But the second speech was today, and it was on his favorite subject, COVID, right? We know COVID is Biden's favorite topic because it's the reason he won the election. I mean, forget the cheating and the fraud we know happened. I, I can't say we know what to, to what level, to what impact. Um, Arizona still has to finalize their audit. I don't expect anything concrete to come out because it's forensic. It involves heavy data, computer data-driven theories, and it's just not going to play to a level that will affect the 2020 election. Um, it might 
bolster some things for the next election, but Arizona has already repealed, a, you know, and already passed legislation that has improved their election security. So Biden hit the microphone today and lectured everybody about the seriousness of COVID and telling us we all need to get booster shots if we had a vaccine to begin with. I'm not getting a booster, not anytime soon. I'm vaccinated already. I'm going to have antibodies. Maybe my antibodies are tired or whatever the fuck antibodies do after a while. I'm not going to get a third shot and feel like shit like I did after the second one. And certainly not going to do it because Joe Biden's asking me to because we know it's Dr. Fauci who's telling Joe Biden to ask me to. But again, didn't take questions about Afghanistan. The guy literally wanted to pretend the biggest screw-up of anyone's political career in the history of maybe the United States isn't going on in real time while he's up there reading from the teleprompter telling us how we got to do better about COVID. It's, again, a, a leftist liberal, they love to lecture. So we had a lecture today. I'm sorry, that just tone deaf doesn't even capture. I mean, if you really wanted to improve the vaccine confidence of people who are not interested in being vaccinated, talking about COVID and lecturing them about COVID this week was a terrible idea. But again, he's advised by people who have never had a real job. They don't understand what teams of normal people want in times like these they are they're not intuitive okay they are not socially aware they're not self-aware so there's nobody in the room with the wherewithal nor the balls to ask sir is this week the best week or should we wait a few days because i think the message is gonna fail i don't think it's going to be well received by the target audience Right? Do they even think it's a target? I mean, really, maybe I'm giving them too much credit for them to actually say their target audience are the unvaccinated. I think their audience is always the same. It's the sycophant 40% that will support them no matter what. And I mean that to the fullest extent. Their 40% of voting Americans on the left would support Joe Biden in any crisis. And this could include a, him committing a capital crime on television. They'd still support him for one reason. He's not Donald Trump. That's all you need for them. And that's going to play for a few years, especially with Donald Trump still around. And I'm glad he is. I wasn't sure for the last few months what his impact would be. I wasn't against it. I just wanted to wait and see. And he is very respectfully sharing his thoughts. I think he did one or two interviews this morning. And he's released one statement a day saying that Joe Biden's an idiot and detailing why. He needs to run his next campaign, whatever campaign that is, the same way like he did the first time. He didn't do that the second time. He didn't run on his record. He fielded any attack thrown at him regarding COVID and was too reactive, too volatile on that subject and didn't remind the American people why we were starting to experience a V-shaped recovery of the economy during COVID. He mentioned it, didn't talk about why it was happening, didn't talk about the future. All he did was argue. He seems to be a 2.0 version of himself right now. And if that maintains, I think he can win in 2024 if he runs. He might run for Senate, he might run for House. After we take the House in 22 to be Speaker, it'd be great if he ran then. He can run in some district in Florida. If he thinks 
if it looks good that the Republicans take the House, can you imagine if Donald Trump wins a seat? He doesn't have to, by the way, to be Speaker of the House. But just think about Donald Trump receiving the gavel from Nancy Pelosi when she has to hand it over, as she's had to do before. But it won't be McCarthy, it's Donald Trump. I say she doesn't show up, which would be even better. Which would basically put the nail in the coffin of her career and demonstrate what we know and her followers refuse to know that she's just an old, frail coward. So there's some things to look forward to, and Donald Trump's certainly making the right call right now, keeping it at a distance, but letting his people know, MAGA Nation, hey, I'm here, and I realize that this, you know, he calls it a fraudulent election. Either way, Biden's a terrible president, and it only took him six months, six or seven months to close that deal. We knew he was bad. We knew he was not capable but he's really turned some people that might have been on the fence for him. I mean, you can see it on social media. A lot of people saying, I voted for him, but this is horrifying. I mean, veterans and any citizen alike, it is, it is bad news for him politically. Most experts don't think he recovers. Some are saying, I mean, they're fairly credible that he might resign. Maybe not because of this. Maybe it will be just some kind of health reason. I mean, the guy is seven months in. He's supposedly going to go for, you know, three and a half more years. Uh, he's deteriorating. He's actually, his hair's thinned. And, you know, he had plugs. Biden had implants. You go back, look at video from 35 years ago and earlier. The guy's bald as a cue ball. That's why Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, referred to Joe Biden as plugs. Those are hair plugs. So they've taken some shots from, from behind angles and, you go over the last few months, there's less coming from whatever the plugs were working with. He's looking pretty shiny back there. That's stress. The man's not old enough or healthy enough to take on added stress. That's why they protect him. That's why he's in Delaware right now, because he told people on his staff he's had trouble sleeping. So we'll see. I'd love for him to resign. People are like, oh my God, then that's Kamala. Great. There's nothing better than the light of day to expose scum. Let's put it on her sooner. Let's not wait till she has to campaign. We need, if she has to take over, she'll just do more damage to the Democrats. We'll clean up in 2022 and she'll be a pure figurehead, you know, outfit changing president. She'll basically be Michelle Obama or Melania. She'll just be a first lady signing stuff. She won't have a Congress and, you know, She'll be just an empty, empty shell, and she'll lose bad in 2024 to anyone. Trump, DeSantis, whomever is nominated, she won't stand a chance. Not against any serious candidate, not against somebody who, who goes after her in a debate. She, she cringes. You'll hear from women saying, oh, she was strong. I loved her responses. Acting like an asshole, acting like a bitch is not how you win a debate, especially when you're trying to win undecided voters. She's a huge turnoff. That's why it was good for her. She only had to go through one debate, and Pence smoked her. The fly didn't help him. It was unbelievable. It was a huge distraction while he was in a classy fashion crushing her. But there was clearly a robot remote operated fly. I do believe that one. Of all the conspiracies, I do believe that fly was a robot and was being controlled by a Kamala Harris staffer. You can't tell me that was a real fly. It made it its way all the way to the podium and chose Mike Pence. I mean, if you're up there, unless Kamala went perfume-free and kept the product to a minimum, 
I got to think that fly wanders over and finds something it likes more than Mike Pence. Unless Mike Pence is dead, which was one of the theories his supporters came up with. That he was, he's actually a corpse that's been reanimated. Well, then the fly has what, it's, what it wants. But I'm not going to let go of that one, and I hope more information comes out because I do think that was a brilliant tactic to distract from Mike Pence laying a shellacking on that dunce in the debate. Meanwhile, there was an axe-wielding psychopath in New York yesterday. Um, So uh, beside the border, just seeping illegal immigrants with COVID on the South, if you're in New York City, you need a vaccine, you need a photo ID, which I thought was racist, to walk into any building, restaurant, shop, you know, it doesn't matter, per, (laughs) per their mayor, de Blasio. I mean, my God, you know, he's, he's, he's still there, but Cuomo isn't, which is fantastic, right? I wasn't doing the show recent enough to enjoy Cuomo having to resign. I mean, this was a guy that your Democrat friends were willing to sleep with last year for free. They were so in love with his daily briefings and he's gone down in a blaze of shame. That is, that is a huge, huge step for us and you got de blasio now who cuomo hated who's running free and lecturing people and telling you you new yorkers i've got like seven listeners there who've downloaded a few thank you very much unless you hate me thank you even more uh you guys have to go in to a restaurant and pull out an id and pull out your covid vaccination card but i thought ids were racist so the Democrats believe, and this is straight from many black conservatives, that blacks are too dumb to get their own ID. Apparently, they don't want black people in restaurants. Sounds like segregation all over again. If you look at the vaccination stats, the two communities that have the least, the lowest vaccination rate are the black and Latino communities. Those are the two lowest. Take politics out of it. You look demographics. The African-American community is the worst, and they're, they're very uh, suspect, and I understand why, of the vaccine. So in New York, black people are going to be disenfranchised by requiring a COVID vaccine card and the photo government ID that I thought was racist in requiring. So that's a double hit. If you're a Democrat, you're hitting them on both. Again, they're never consistent. And even now, people like Stacy, you know, Aunt Jemima Abrams is backpedaling on voter ID because the polling was awful in Georgia. When they polled black voters, it looked real bad. It was well over 50% into the 60s, if I remember, thought asking for ID was just fine to maintain voter security. Once they saw that, they all started lying. Even the guy that got Biden elected in South Carolina, who marched in Selma, you hear it every time he talks, but he's gone way left, super lib. He backpedaled, said he's always been for it. And there's like seven clips of him saying it's racist. Again, they prey on the stupidity of their followers because they know no one's going to go back and ever hold them accountable. And they know because they're black, they're going to be even hold less accountable. They're black and they leverage it. Don't kid yourself. Stacey Abrams hitting all, all the pegs. Black, female, and I'm sure being big is one of them. So if you attack her, you're fat shaming, you're racist, and you're sexist. That's how, the, that's how they play the cards. They can say whatever the hell they want. Two days after they said something different, two years after. No one's going to question them. We will. 
They don't talk to us. We're beneath them, right? We're racist, bigot, homophobes. I'm a white male. Shit. They don't want to hear from me at all. Shit. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're nervous because they don't have an excuse now. COVID's going to go away by 2022, I hope. When I say go away, I mean, I'm not worried about the virus. When it comes to voting, you know, these people love this vaccine card thing and they love to mail out ballots again. Don't kid yourself. TSA, you know, it was a Transportation Security Administration at the airports. They just extended the mask mandate to January 18, 2022. That's, that's, they got their toe in the water for 2022. What next? Right? What else are they going to extend? The Delta variant has given them new life on their favorite issue. It's not just Joe Biden, right? This is total government capitulation. That's what they expect. They want us towing the line. COVID's perfect for the people that want more government control. This was a this was a huge opportunity. Don't think if they could make it, if some if God came to any of these people and asked, if you want, if you want me to, I'll make it, I'll take it away. It never happened. I'd say eight out of ten leftists. Right, even ones who lost relatives, yeah, I think they're that sick and sociopathic. Sociopathic. I'll explain why in a sec. I think eight out of ten say, "No, keep it, keep it." God, I like how things have ended up. I like people voting from home. I like people voting twice. I like computer printed ballots. I like illegals voting. I like people voting after they've left the state. I like being able to harvest ballots. Makes it easier during a pandemic. They want to extend it. They will if they can. And why do I know they're sociopaths? Look on social media. I hope you don't know these people. I don't know any personally, but there are millions of part of the pro-vax leftist crowd that celebrate every time somebody who might have been against the vaccination or how dare they question it every time they die from COVID or of anything during COVID. They high-five each other. I mean, they do more than high five with their hands to each other on social media when somebody dies. Case in point today, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, great man, tested positive for COVID. No symptoms, he's vaccinated. But boy, are the sarcasm flies from blue checks, from actual reporters saying, I hope he doesn't have a problem finding an ICU bed. I really hope he doesn't have a problem. Good luck, Governor. I hope you find an ICU bed. Bitch, there's plenty of ICU beds in Texas. Okay? Talk to any hospital executive in the state of Texas. I have friends that work there. There are ICU beds aplenty. And what they don't know, they meaning the left, is that these executives can open up more beds at the snap of a finger. They don't want to staff them and have them empty. So it's like a just-in-time inventory concept. So they talk about how many ICU active beds they have. It doesn't mean that's their capacity. They're a couple signatures and an email away from expanding their ICU capacity. But I'm sure a lot of people know that. They're just going to leverage the story to be assholes. And so they're out there loving the fact that the governor of Texas, Texas tested positive for COVID after being vaccinated. That's big power for them because now they can tell us those of us who've been vaccinated, you got to toe the line too. Why the fuck did I get the vaccine? Why did any of us? I didn't do it so I can keep wearing a mask. I mean, shit like two days after that second shot, I want, I stopped. I stopped wearing a mask. Even when it was required, I'm like, hey, get the hell out of here. I'm vaccinated and I'm not going to show you a card. It's in my body. And I've kind of felt like a superhero, probably stupid. But 
if I didn't get it for a reason, I'm going to be real mad. I mean, I am mad. They're just telling me, you know, I got to wear a mask still. They're telling kids they got to wear a mask at schools. Those lawsuits are going back and forth. You see pictures of these first day, first day of high school is in a bunch of states, including Texas yesterday, and the, the calls are packed of kids without masks. And you're telling me some cloth around their faces is going to do anything if somebody's got COVID? Again, it's all about the image. It's about the leverage. It's about slapping you with a message and being elite. They don't care about kids. These teachers crying on social media, they're celebrating their victimhood because the left values a good victim, especially one that's not actually a victim. That's why I say victimhood. So we're going to see that. Oh, my gosh. Wait till some case break, cases break out in some of these high schools in red states. The end of the world messaging is going to be recycled. It's going to come back. I hope this surge and what we're experiencing right now with Delta is the end. What's great about it is no one cares anyway when it comes to people I care about. People are going about their lives, and we're just laughing at the social media harpies. Please continue to do that. If you're listening and you think I'm an asshole for being vaccinated, yeah, kiss my ass. I don't care. It was my choice. I don't think you have to if you don't want to. I don't want to mandate you. I think you should go anywhere that I should go. And if you're somebody who thinks that we should all be double masking, vaccinated or not, and that we're somehow we don't care about kids because we want to put a mask on them 24-7, fuck you too, okay? Because your kids are probably weird. If your kids have been wearing a mask often for the past year, You've created a weirdo. You better get to work at getting them back. I've seen how they act. I talked about it before. They're socially awkward and they're not going to change if mommy and daddy are scaring them about this invisible virus and telling them their friends are murderers for not wearing a mask. Um, We've covered a lot. Gone about 40 minutes. Could have done two shows today, but people are annoying and it's hard to get free time sometimes, but I will do one a day at minimum. Um, probably going to take the weekends off, but we're going to have at least two more shows this week. I'll keep monitoring the news. I'm going to keep focusing on Afghanistan because every day I look at the news and I watch it develop, it gets worse. And um, not in the game of making predictions on this yet, but I can say for certain it's not going to get better anytime soon. There is no plan to improve it. Improve it. They are making guesses and they're not even educated guesses when it comes to Biden's staff. They're just hoping which is the worst strategy. They're hoping Americans can get to the embassy. Pray for those people. Pray for the people of Afghanistan and pray for the ones that have the guts to stand up right now because that's true heroism. And I think for anyone who talks about protesting and demonstrating in the United States of America as if it's some brave act whilst being protected by the First Amendment should pause and take a look at these people in Afghanistan. Should pause and understand and take a moment to really learn what true bravery means when expressing free speech when it's not free. Because who knows what's happened to those women after we saw that clip today. We might have seen a clip of women that were already dead because they're killing people now as we breathe and speak. So pray for them. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Check me out on Twitter at Behind Enemy Lines Radio and follow me if you can. Appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great evening.